0: The year 2839, the
1: Limbo Galaxy. A neck of the universe so lousy with criminals, they got an entire prison planet holding guys like Cosmic Kingpin, Monstar. At least, until he got superpowers, busted out, and put the old gang back together. Luckily for law-abiding galactic citizens, the cops are on the case. Space cops, known as... Silverhawks. Silverhawks a woman, and a mime, who became flying bird-themed cyborgs to serve and protect the good people of Limbo Galaxy.
0: Today on Days Past Tooncast, we're talking about Silverhawks. Alright boys and girls, get ready for an action-packed hour with your friends Will and Travis! The Jets have two
1: Today's past, ToonCast. My name is Will, also known as Will Silver after watching this cartoon. Thank you. (laughs) Mine's Travis. And on this podcast, we have adult conversations about yesterday's
0: animations.
1: Today's yesterday's animation. (laughs) Tomorrow. (laughs) Is, of course, Silverhawks. I don't know that I've ever seen an episode of this. I think I rented the tape as a kid. What about you, Travis? Never seen it before. Okay, but we've you, known about its existence. Yes,
0: we have talked about it. We've watched the the intro about many times. Many times, yeah. And all the renditions of the guitarists playing and rocking <laughs> out. To all the sweet this, solos.
1: That opening song, easily one of the very best theme songs of any cartoon. I think so. Ever. It is just like because this is yeah, exactly. There's no arguing about it. It's yeah. just it's legal. It's bound. <laughs> it's in a book somewhere. Silverhawks <laughs> won the, the award. Binding. This is ThunderCats in Space. <laughs> For those that don't know, yeah. that haven't seen it, Rankin and Bass, who also did ThunderCats, made this cartoon. Everything about it was the ThunderCats equation. Mm-hmm. We're going to get back the same composer. We're going to have <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have the same animation studio. We're going to have many of the same voice actors almost exclusively. I
0: think we're missing we're missing Cosby's dad.
1: We are. We are. There is there are currently no men of color or women of color <laughs> on this cartoon uh, so far. This is the debut episode that we watched. Silverhawks,
0: season 1, episode 1. Originally broadcast September 8, 1986. That's a good year. Entitled The Origin Story.
1: Former Earth lawman Commander Stargazer sends a distress signal to Earth from the Limbo Galaxy. Monstar has escaped penal planet 10. Flashback to the daring breakout. Energy from the celestial body called Moonstar transforms Monstar into a spiky armored juggernaut, allowing him to escape on Skyrunner, his cybernetic space squid.
0: On Earth, the experimental cyborg peacekeeping force known as Silverhawks are assembled by their superiors to respond to Monstar, but not before they
1: field test their new abilities against a remote-controlled jet. Okay, so I figured out something. Yeah. That's probably not a mystery, but Okay. Uh Rankin and Bass also did a show called Tiger Sharks that we've talked about, you and I, off air briefly. Yes. It was also a cookie cutter thing, and it's where these people turn into, like, half sea creature beings. Yeah. Okay, so (laughs) we're looking at a very particular equation. Two-syllable adjective, Mm -hmm. one-syllable multiple animals, thunder, cats, silver, hawks, tiger, sharks— <laughs> and at some point, we'll watch Tiger Sharks and probably do like a, a comparison of all yeah, of these guys. I would like to. But I like to think that if Rankin Bass had just kept this things going, like they kept cranking them out, and they were all hits, because sadly this one only lasted the one season of 65 episodes. Yeah. we got. But like we'd have shows like Lightning Dogs and Golden Worms oh, that be, we'd be doing it'd, episodes. It'd on. be
0: ridiculous. <laughs> yes, and I would love all of them. Yes. I think would it be able to last into the into the 2000s? You you think if they you know you think they could have kept it going with uh, mashing the shows like that? I, I mean, clearly they couldn't because right. they had
1: to stop. Because yeah, they didn't last. That's true. Even Thundercats had to come to a stop. So no, I don't think that. No? Okay. But history has proven it's like. Do you think America would have lost World War II? It's like no, I, I think we pretty much we're good. On that. It happened
0: like it had, how yeah. it had to happen. Yeah,
1: things were as they were. <laughs> this show, it, it truly, is Thundercats in space. Uh, the opening is this like you know awesome theme song, and then fast animation, like more even more impressive than the animation that's in the actual cartoon, which is actually very impressive. Really cool character designs, mm-hmm. well animated, all that business. I could not have anticipated how crazy this show was going to be, right? Concept wise, yeah. It, it, they smashed things together just to smack them up. Yeah, just a little bit of this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they got them right. Yeah, they just put them right. Like They put the sil- two silly putties together. So, you, would you say sunburnt vampires? <laughs> sunburnt vampires. Uh, wear armored men. Yeah, men who turn into <laughs> to robots or armored spiky men when the uh, moon shines on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got cyborgs. Space orthopods. If you told me that this was just a straight up anime that was dubbed in English- I would believe you because it there's something about it that seems like we're missing out on culturally, something that does not translate. Yeah. (laughs) And I I just like watching it. Well, here's the thing. I was very excited to watch this. I'm excited about the series. Yeah. I am disappointed in the first episode. A little bit. A little bit. Because (laughs) they they had a story dump. They had a story dump all over you. They could have story dumped on us without the second half of it just being looking at pictures of, of silverhawks, and then seeing them fight a remote controlled missile and jet, jet or something like that. You, exactly. <laughs> why? Why? Like the whole time they were doing this at the end, it's one of these things where and you can only get away with this in your first episode, right? Yeah. Where you like GI Joe did this in their first episode that we watched, where they broke into their own base to prove, like, to demonstrate their abilities. Oh
0: yeah 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 yeah.
1: That's yeah. just a, a conceit of the writers. Same thing here. But we don't need this conceit. They have a mission because Monstar, the, the space bo- mob boss, has escaped and is causing havoc over in the Limbo Galaxy and they have a reason to get over there as soon as possible. But no, before they go, they need to show to us just what their powers are. Right. And it seems like a fucking waste. The whole time they're doing it, I'm like, get to the mobsters. <laughs> I want to see these monsters in space. They're awesome. Show me hardware. Exactly. Show me all these people. They have a murderer's row, <laughs> a rogues gallery to, I-, I can't wait to see these guys in future a episodes. A baker's dozen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a dirty dozen. Ooh. I think it's like more like six of them probably. Yeah. Uh, half Seven. dozen. Yeah. Yeah. Half. Baker's half dozen. It's like six and a half, I think. All right. <laughs> okay, sure. Whatever you say. Yeah. Whatever, crazy man. But the first one that we get to meet, because the first half of this is great. The first one that we meet is the main bad guy. Yes. Monstar. Mm-hmm. And he is pretty much a cut and paste of Mumra from yeah. Thundercats. Because he, again, part of the equation is a transforming main villain. He has to have two forms. Yep. Moonstar of Limbo. little yeah, bit. and monstar is like a lion-maned uh-huh. f- i don't know eight foot tall muscular red he's kind of furry red but like i don't know if that's a, a costume or if that's his body yeah and then he looks like he got beat up really bad early in his career yeah and then he used to be like pretty boy star and now he's monstar after this because <laughs> he's got these scars he's got a star eye patch he's got like a tooth uh, that goes right in the middle of his well, like a hair lip, yeah. like yeah, just like it's so. He's uh, he's disgusting to look at. Mm. Worse than Mumra, I would say. Yeah. Uglier than that, but he's really scary. I would be very frightened physically of this him. And when he transforms, he looks like uh, it's like a the a Iron co- Giant, yeah, like a cosmic <laughs> like knight come to life, <laughs> or like yeah. a like a porcupine knight that and, as a juggernaut. And it's his teeth don't even move when he yeah. talks, which is uh, great for their animators, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he looks
0: like a soulless bot. Yeah.
1: Soulless yeah. He's just like walking towards a... Gung, gung, gung. But before we can even truly meet Monstar, the first person we meet is Commander Stargazer. So this show is like a combination of co- Thundercats, obviously. Yeah. But cop show meets space sci-fi show. Yeah. And they don't do a very good job of mixing the two, like this guy Commander Stargazer. I know a little bit about his backstory. I did some research. Oh, and yeah, I looked into his his rap sheet and you, you his paid, jacket.
0: You paid, paid twenty nine dollars and and found
1: out about. I all found his out absolutely, all yeah. All his old phone numbers. Hey, you know what? This is this should be public. Info? Yes, because he's a cop. You know, yeah. I should be able to look up That's what he true. does. So he was, I think, a Chicago cop on Earth. Okay. 300 years before this. <laughs> so people, are, I don't know. He's half machine. Yeah. He looks like if Andy Sipowicz was RoboCop. <laughs> like the way he's dressed, he's got like the, the suspender gun holster. Right. And then yeah. the white shirt tucked into dress pants. But he's on a floating silver satellite that looks like a bird. It already is like a silver hawk. Yeah. Well, and I have to assume this was built before the silver hawks were created. Right. So what... Why? Why is that like that? That opening scene where he's around the most computers you've ever seen. <laughs> Just a, that's all that he has there to keep him company yeah. on this satellite. And he's sending this distress signal. The person talk, or whatever it is, the computer, whoever talking so, back to him, It's
0: so over him. So
1: dismissive. <laughs> so, like, yeah, tell me more. And he, but he has this weird sure. non accent emergency transmission. Emergency. <laughs> This is Commander Stargazer to Earth. We copy, Commander Stargazer. Begin emergency transmission. (laughs) It doesn't believe a word he's saying. (laughs) We have just had an intergalactic prison breakout on penal planet 10. Isn't that where you imprisoned Monstar? Isn't that where that thing (laughs) happened that isn't related to this? Monstar has escaped. The moose from the coop, you get by drift. Repeat, please. Interference. (laughs) Repeat, please. Like he's trying to have a little bit of an accent, but he—I mean—why not just take it into like? So yeah, this monster guy like broke out and it was terrible. Like I would much rather hear that kind of thing. And that's not the half of it. Yeah, you—you won't believe what happens next. Like he's not going quite with that, but then he says this cop jargon. (laughs) They flew the coop, like all these things. But he says it really stiltedly like he just learned it phonetically by watching television. As he lights a cigarette and puts his boots on the table. Yes, he should be exactly like that. I mean, whatever they would have allowed, they should have run with it. Because as it is, he's chasing down a mobster, a mob boss from space. Mob star. Yeah, mob star should have had a little bit of an accent too. Mm -hmm. I think that would have been good. Probably wouldn't have made him as scary though if he's like, Give me the mic and the muscle. You know, I-, I thought he said mics. The mics. Give me the mic so I can talk into it. <laughs> Give me the mic so I can announce my arrival. Yeah. <laughs> so Sargazer is talking to this computer, and I- he barely figures into the episode. He is the reason the Star- Silverhawks get involved. I know that he's going to ultimately there- be their boss in yeah. the series, regular. Like once it finally moves on. But this isn't like a part of a, this is kind of like how Thundercats actually worked. Now that I think about it, instead of being like a five part opener that makes like a serial story that you could put together as a movie. Exodus. Yes. Like that. Instead (laughs) of like that for G.I. Joe, it's more like Exodus and the Holy Unholy Alliance, which are the first two episodes of Thundercats where it's like, you can watch them individually, but it feels unfinished. Because this, again, ends with the Silverhawks not even having left Earth right. to go deal with the guy who broke out 20 minutes before that, as far as we're concerned. Monstar is being held on a uh, penal planet. And I like the what? All, the penal planet. Oh, I didn't hear that in the show. Yeah, let, say me, that? let me say, let me spell it out for okay. you. Okay. Penal planet. Oh, thank you. Yes. Would you like some salted penal planets? Penal. I, I I I'm eight years old. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> How about 13. you? Yeah, I'm so 13. you've moved on to penile. I just don't get it. The penal planet ten. Um, that's a cool concept. It's been sci-fi for a long time. Uh, the drawing. Uh, I will emphasize again. Everything looks great. It's awesome. Like even the character designs that get pretty out there with the aliens. Like they really they know a guy. It. They know a guy. Know, <laughs> they're they're pretty crazy to the point where it's like, why would why did you go to this trouble? Yeah. But they they all look great and the animation's good. Stargazer is telling the machine or what the guy on the other end that the people like the, the guards on this planet did everything they could to keep Monstar away from the light of the moon star. <laughs> Why would you do this to your people? I mean, the voice actors alone would have a hard time saying both of these things correctly, let alone like kids trying to understand. I'm sure I understood it completely. We always care about details when we're kids. But this thing that comes around, like it's just a moon it's that shoots. Too, it's too
0: much. It, it is, is. It's crazy. <laughs> you sound too
1: much alive. Yeah, and, it's, and and this whole thing is so complicated. This this moon that just appears sometimes and shoots energy <laughs> that for some reason changes Monstar into his armored form. So he's in prison in a jail cell in the future. And apparently we have not moved beyond barred windows and being chained to something on the floor. This is what future jail is like. And loose rivets. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Very loose rivets. Now, here's the thing. Stargazer says to the guy, as if to go to bat for these guards, they did everything they could to keep Monstar away from the Moonstar's light. That is true if by everything he means putting a window in his cell that looks out onto space and allows light to pass through it because that's what they did. They put a man who they know or a creature or whatever, who is transformed by sunlight or what it's like putting a werewolf in direct light of the moon. Then you're like, Oh, why did I do that? Okay. Now I have to go shut the window. Horrible, terrible planning. planning. I kind of feel like maybe stargazer was just like backing up his guys, you know, blue backs blue. That's what they're doing here. Like he's like, you know, these are the guys on the inside. They fucked up, but I don't really want to tell the boss about this. So. Just send help, please. That architect should be fired. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's just it's just so like I, I look, I'm all for it's not don't color me as someone who wants prisoners not to have windows. Don't you do it? I'm doing it. But I am talking about this particular sci fi prisoner not having access to space. Yeah. That would be good. <laughs> like if you could keep him away from thin bars keeping him away from space, that he ultimately just rips out once he transforms. Before he breaks out, he, he dispatches, well, one of the two guards that he was dealing with who were like, they're like, well, we don't trust you. The last guy who trusted you, you escaped. So he's done this before and they still let him have a window. That's stupid. The two just guards. Mi- just misfit guards. One's a unicycle. <laughs> one's a, Yes, one's a unicycle bot. <laughs> and the other one's just a lizard man out of like, out of Tolkien or something like that. From Thundercats. Yeah, from Thundercats. And. I like this ideal future where robots and lizard men can work side by side. You know that it's just their equals. I had a dream. I had a dream, yeah. and it came true. Mm-hmm. And this is my fever dream, and it was a nightmare. And it was like, <laughs> yeah, monster totally blows. He murders, straight up murders the robot guard. <laughs> the, like, lizard, there's, the lizard escapes. The right? lizard gets out of there, but he he like in cold blood kill. He wants to kill both of them, and he kills. The robot guard just decimates it. The, the lizard died around the corner. We just didn't see it. Yeah, he got a little shot, no. mm-hmm. but when Mo- when monster fu- breaks out, he just like literally. I don't understand why there isn't like an... There's no airlock between this space station and space he rips the bars out and he's in space like there's no barrier really except for the wall but he's out in space and the first that you saw this he just starts tumbling yeah. through space like doing somersaults yeah. like he has no control over his body and he looks very nimble though for such a big big guy red soulless man yes. very nimble within 10 seconds yeah. something appears in the distance mm-hmm. Skyrunner the Space Squid. Yes. Who he calls my old friend, by the way.
0: Skyrunner, old friend! It's me! <laughs> That's my I missed you! Old friend! Dude, you're pretty smart. Old friend! do you have to pronounce it like that! <laughs> You've grown wild! Forgotten me! You need a little persuasion!
1: Together, we will terrorize the galaxy of Yeah, it's a little gargled to it. The space squid just looks like a giant squid that's in space. <laughs> and it approaches him. It doesn't remember him. He used to use it, I guess. I guess yeah. it was his friend. It attacks him with laser beams that he's, come from its body. He's like, I used to date you. Yeah. <laughs> Babe, you don't remember me. I've been away for years. You said you'd wait. <laughs> no, it's like there's this unnecessary fight between why is it that near the station, just at this certain time. Right, yeah. And if it's been waiting for him, why does it attack him when he comes out? It's just an excuse to have a fight so that we can delay seeing the Silverhawks until after the commercial break, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Story dumping. Well, there's really only one commercial break that I can, I yeah. remember, yeah, which is weird. Coming. There's not even a three-act structure, and that's part of why it feels very strange as well. And Monstar transforms, this is one of his powers, I guess, yeah. he transforms Skyrunner into like a cybernetic space squid who he can ride on like a a space steed with an eye with a laser beam shaped like a star just that like flies out of his eye and spins around and touches the squid and that transforms him all the rage this is this is just fantasy this is space fantasy the star out of the eye immediately made me think of jim and the holograms yeah that uh seems like a power one of them would have yeah right after this scene stargazer starts talking about all of the Mob members, Uh the mafia, the space mafia guys, the misfits. Yes, that monstar busted out, and one. Speaking of Jim, the first one he mentions is straight out of Jim. Yeah, her name is. Melodia, these, this, they just go down a list really fast. Like, hey, kids, here's all the great action figures you can buy right now, but you won't be seeing these characters until <laughs> next episode or maybe 10 from now. Yeah. I'm going to take 30 seconds real fast and yeah. But hey, I was happy about it because it was just like a, a trick or treat bag, you know, that you dumped out on the floor. It's like, hey, look what it, what came out. Here's an evil key monster. Well, yeah. So Melodia, mistress of evil notes, quote unquote. <laughs> <It's evil. laughs> and she looks like a gem villain with yeah. a keytar gun. So she's—it's <laughs> like just the end of the guitar. <laughs> the left-hand part of it just has a little rifle nozzle on yeah. it, and I, she didn't seem to do anything bad. She just looked kind of mean, I guess, and that right. purple skin. Yeah, uh, Molecular is like a robot-looking dude who can shape-shift into anything, and his character design. Leave something. I like it, but it looks like, a, like I designed it when I was 10 years old. <laughs> and he has like a space tambourine little thing that he uses. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it helps him transform. There was hardware who... I, I'm especially interested to see because he looks like they took like Slithe from yeah. Thundercats, mm-hmm. Lizard Man, made him more like a rat man <laughs> and then just put a wig on him and then like fatigues right. and gave him a gun and a giant backpack. What is his story? I want to know. We're going to get to him at some point, I hope. And the last dude, I mean, they all, every planet I'm sure is in its own state of like where it's at in society, societal development, yeah. you know, like, like technology <laughs> and everything. But the last guy looks like a Norse mythology character. Uh, his name is Windhammer, uh-huh. the storm master. He's just standing. On, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> I mean, that, that's a video game itself. It, it I'm is. sure So <laughs> he's standing on an asteroid and like, I what is this weird? Like if you were a. If you're not quite the midi- medieval times, but you're not caveman, you're somewhere between. You're a WoW character. Yeah, yes, totally. Yeah. <laughs> and your standard issue uniform is a brown... Tunic that is belted. Yeah. You are you are advanced <laughs> enough to have a belt, but not enough to wear any shoes. I guess you yeah. think of belts, but not shoes. This guy he has like a long Lemmy style handlebar mustache, long blonde hair, but he's purple and he has the bit. He's only doing calf workouts and ankle workouts. Yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> he's completely opposite. Yeah, but he has the giant tuning fork is his uh-huh. weapon of choice. <laughs> given to him by Odin himself, I'm sure. And he and he controls weather in space with a tuning fork that's as big as he is. Complete madness. It, it's insanity. And I love <laughs> tuning I mean, fork. I, I, mean this, I like it. I it's real I love Thundercats, of course, and, and that one's always going to be closer to my heart. But this one seems right, like rife with potential for just True insanity. Yeah. Just like, you know what, guys, go crazy with this one. We don't even give a shit. We're we're lousy we got with Thundercats season. money. We, we got, got one, one season. season. You know what? We know we're canceled already, so put anything you want in there. Like, <laughs> maybe it's again, maybe it's kind of like we keep thinking with filmation where it's like, you know, all of these characters that were not accepted on Thundercats, Silverhawks.
0: We're putting our money in the Christmas claymation. <laughs> Round it
1: up. <laughs> Hey everyone, Will here, and if you're anything like me, then all this classic Toon Talk has got your toy bone twitching. Thank God there's a place like the Lost Toys, where we can buy and trade toys, both new and vintage. But what if I don't live in DFW, Dallas-Fort Worth area, Will? That's what you sound like. Well, go count your lucky stars because The Lost Toys has a website. And what a website it is. Go to thelost.toys, and you'll be greeted by a Smeorgasbjord of collectibles. From He-Man, G.I. Joe, and Thundercats, all the way down to Dino Riders, Chuck Norris Karate Commandos, and more wrestling toys than you can throw a dropkick at, The Lost Toys has it all, including a toy swap meet the last Saturday of every month. So head on down to The Lost Toys here in DFW, Dallas-Fort Worth, or take a digital mosey over to the Lost Toys. The Lost Toys. You're going to like the way they toy. I guarantee it. You come back from the commercial break or whatever, I don't even know, but I'm assuming that's what happens. Yeah. And you're on Earth. The third rock from the sun. That's what we learn. Yeah. I didn't know that until the end Me of the episode. when One of the characters taught us an ana- uh, anatomy. Astrology <laughs> lesson. <laughs> no, it's not astrology either. <laughs> Astronomy. Your horoscope. Oh, shit. There is all of a sudden a narrator. There was never one before. And there's never one again. (laughs) I don't even know if there's one ever again in the series. Back on Earth, plans were taking shape. A unique team would be formed and sent to the Galaxy of Limbo to aid Commander Stargazer. Why is it that he thought, they thought, (laughs) it's not the narrator's fault, why did the writers think that we wouldn't understand that we're on Earth and that they're putting the Silverhawks together, like, as soon as we see it? Yeah. (laughs) But Space Squid and Moon Magic... Needed no explanation whatsoever. But now we got to pull the narrator out when we're back on Earth, a place that I actually recognize. Yeah. Like, it just, it's so uh, just crowbarred in there. It is. But this is where we get to eventually meet our Silverhawks. We don't meet them directly because we're dealing with the brass. Mm -hmm. We're dealing with a general and a professor. The general, it sounds like a normal guy. Yeah. But he looks like a 1950s, like Cold War era political cartoon of a soviet commander because he's <laughs> yeah, wearing he this does. green like he's highly decorated his uniform is about three sizes too big and that includes his hat yeah like it's way it's like a chef's hat almost but green. <laughs> he just looks he, he's, he couldn't be more cartoonish and then the professor he's paired with sounds like kind of like he's from where balky's from yeah <laughs> balky balky sorry but he's like what were we calling him like a sunburned vampire yes <laughs> yes and he's he has the weird accent a day walker you're only meeting the Silverhawks in the last ten minutes of the episode, and until you actually meet them, these two guys are at the like they're at the top of the food chain, talking about how they created these uh-huh. cyborgs, <laughs> laughing, giving them their own name. Like they na- get to name them. They're looking at holograms of them. They're like, going through the checklist. They're going through a checklist of like, is is this okay? Do they have this thing on them? Do they have? Is their left arm working? Is all these things just time wasting? Left thighs. But they seem like like they've dehumanized them. The Silver Hawks, because they're talking about them like machines, which they are partly machine, right? Part, partly metal and partly real. <laughs> they, <laughs> which, were, they were, they were real. Well, I guess what I'm thinking of is these two guys seem like they don't value the Silver Hawks as people anymore. Yeah, because they've undergone some kind of experimental process that encases them mostly in metal and allows them to survive in space and fly and all these things. And so they're just sitting there looking at pictures of them or holograms just judging them of what they used to be, of what they used to be. And they're all dressed in track suits. Like they're all uh, undercover mob guys. Yeah. Like <laughs> they all, that was the first thing I saw when I saw uh, Quicksilver or Jonathan striker, striker. That's Matt. Matt My bad. <laughs> Sorry. That was mask. I think. M. Jonathan quick. Yeah. Jonathan quick. Sorry. Known as Quicksilver, the leader of the team. When I saw him at first in his, not civvies, but in the track suit, they gave him, mm-hmm. I, all I could think of was like, that's a mob hit guy. That's a hit man right there. Yeah.
0: He's gonna kill you in a pizza joint,
1: yes, absolutely. Yeah, but every one of them, first you see them how they used to look, which is exactly as they look now, but just with normal clothes on. Yeah. And now they're covered in metal, all you know, like head to toe, except for their faces and their left arms for some reason. I don't understand. Mm. The professor and the general are just sitting there naming them, talking about them like they're just the new the newest guns that they got in. Yeah. And the professor says the actual like what the theme song they say, Partly metal, partly real, (laughs) Silverhawks. One day we'll be able to send an ordinary person 100 light years into space, General. But right now we can only send one who is partly metal and partly real. (laughs) Well, (laughs) have you completed their modifications? Partly metal, partly real. Now that's good enough for lyrics to a rock song, to a cartoon theme song, right? But if you're a scientist and you're explaining a cyborg you should not be using this vernacular real should not be <laughs> and not metal honestly probably is not the best way to put it either alloy yeah, they're yeah. part metal and part real yeah. like that's <laughs> His real parts are malfunctioning. As they even, all get out. Yes. Real is a child's way of saying something is organic. This is like, I don't know if it's future slang that they all just started calling normal organic people real, but it sounds so unprofessional of them to say that. Yeah. And they even say that the two, the brother and sister, because, okay, so let's run it down. we okay. got Quicksilver. Yep. He's a leader. Mm-hmm. We've got Hearts and Steel Will. Yep. They're brother and sister. And they have empathy, like they can feel each other's feelings. They say that offhandedly. I don't know if that's a result of the Silverhawk process or if that's just a weird power they already had. Right. Like a pre-existing condition. (laughs) They would have to claim on their insurance or something. Yeah, they can finish each other's sentences. Yeah, exactly. It's a hidden one. We'll find out. Yes. Then we also have the Copper Kid. Mm. Okay. (laughs) The Copper Kid is from the Planet of the Mimes. Yep. This sounds like a place where you would exile mimes from Earth. You would say, "Get the fuck off our planet," and you send them all to a prison planet that's called the Planet of the Mimes. Yeah. <laughs> and he speaks. Is he a mime? If he actually responds with noises, he he does because he sounds like uh oh, like sound wave or something like that yeah. almost, but even more affected, just like ah, ah, just like noises that come Earth. out of him. Yeah. Earth. I mean, we're we can't do it justice because we can't do that voice. <laughs> You want to be a space pilot? <laughs> he actually does respond with noises. You cannot make noises if you're a mime. It's and he has permanent. He has permanent makeup on his body, like the Joker. Like he has the white face and the little yeah. slits over the eyes and everything. Maybe that's why
0: he got banished.
1: But, maybe he. Maybe but he made well, that. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Is like maybe we banished mimes. Yeah. Back in 202. 2111. uh uh-huh. Okay. Let's say that. Okay. We banished all mimes to the I'll, planet I'll, of the mimes. I'll hop on this ride with you. Yeah, yeah. Sit, uh, Sit down. I'm going to take trip. you on a journey. Okay. We In 2111, we banished all the mimes to another planet and said, if you're going to be a mime, you got to go over there. Okay. So so you got to them- be the time. Yeah. <laughs> and so they all got in the spaceship. We sent them off and with like a, a lifetime's worth of makeup For, to first put they, on.
0: First they did a pantomime of, of, getting, the of getting the spaceship. I'm like,
1: no, you have to and- actually get the spaceship. Like, we're not sending you to an imaginary <laughs> planet. We sent them there. They've been there For now, well, it's what twenty-eight something. So for seven hundred years, only mimes have been breeding with mimes. So now they're born with the makeup on. Yeah, this is just their natural state. (laughs) But they're also—he's also robotic to the point that he does not speak normally. Yeah, he—but he does speak. Therefore, not a mime. This is this is the confusing insanity of this cartoon show. I thought I was gonna be annoyed by him, but he has the smug look on his face that I actually kind of like. Yeah, he's kind of doing a grimace, like or pouty duck face kind of. So even though he seems smug, I kind of like his style. I like it. But what did you say earlier? Though you said you'd keep this one in a in a dark place. Yeah, I I wouldn't let him stay with the humans at all. No, 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 no. You wouldn't teach him stuff. I'd keep him in a closet. And no, at the end they do this whole teach you a lesson thing, like where uh, one of the other characters you haven't mentioned yet, Bluegrass, is just like, "Hi there." Hey, little man, little mom, fella, do you know about our system? You should probably learn about it. Here, I'll tell you something. What's the third planet from the sun? We'll do it at a point system. Yeah. And it's just a, it's just like a He-Man style, you know, we're going to learn a lesson here, but it's truly just a teaching opportunity. Mm -hmm. And when he's doing that, I'm like, why are you teaching this little monster? anything. Do not increase its intelligence. Don't give it anything. Don't teach them how to drive the spaceship. No. Don't feed the it. Mirage. Don't feed it unless it needs that. I don't know if it does. I don't know if they need it. If they can breathe in space, I'm thinking they don't need to eat. But like, don't give it anything. Just keep it in a closet until you need it and yes. then let them out. Uh. The Copper Kid. <laughs> <laughs> Final member, Lieutenant Bluegrass. Co-leader. Yeah, apparently. Co-leader. He's weird. Well, because he's covered in metal. You never see him with wings. Right. Uh, but he has for because here's the thing. They've all foregone ever being fully human again to protect you and me, Travis, and mm-hmm. everyone else in this mm-hmm. galactic community from the mobsters, the mob stars of Monstar <laughs> With the moon star. The <laughs> moon star shining over them. That's how I think of them, at least, you know, because he's partly metal and partly real now. He's not completely real. Like Pinocchio became a real boy, but at one time was not real at all. Bluegrass is is a, a southern fella, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> he carries a guitar, a, a futuristic guitar with him, or what they thought was futuristic in 1986, and he's A ten gallon hat and a ten gallon hat. That's right. I like I like him. He actually seems like a, I I ended up liking him and Copper Kid are really the only ones that talk very much yeah. in this. Again, the Silverhawks we did we. Here, Quicksilver, Steelheart, and Steel Will, or whatever. I don't know shit. I don't know about anything about Quicksilver. Them. No, Quicksilver, <laughs> and he's the leader. He's the leader. He's on the front of everything. He's the front man. He's got the coolest name. He, don't know anything don't about know anything. him. Yep. But yeah, uh, Bluegrass is a cool guy, and he flies the plane yeah. or, or the jet, Mirage, the Mirage that can turn invisible. That's a cool thing, and that's a cool toy. I remember seeing that around. But again, I don't. If if he's actually undergone the same process, why do they even need a plane? Yeah. And if he doesn't have wings, why did he have to give up his humanity? to become one of them yeah, <laughs> if he's right. not even going to get wings out of the deal. At one point, while they're finalizing the Silverhawks, yeah. I, I guess they're building them right then or something. They're acting like this is still a process that's happening. Mm-hmm. The, t- the professor says, oh no, their real hearts are malfunctioning of the two brothers, the brother and the sister. Yeah, yeah the twins.
0: <laughs> Negative readout on the fourth and fifth hearts. What's happening,
1: professor? The twins. Ah, uh, it seems we have a problem with their real hearts, General. We'll have to fit mechanical ones. How will the twins operate without real hearts? Real hearts. <laughs> They'll be fine, General. <laughs> now their code names really fit Steel Heart and Steel Will. Perfect. Let's hope our Silverhawks live up to their promise. Oh, we'll soon find out, General. Their real hearts are malfunctioning. This is not. I never want to hear a doctor say this. Ever, ever, ever. You're real, Like if you had, even if you had a prosthetic arm and you're like, and they said, no, you have a prosthetic arm, but your real arm, I would say, no, 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 sir. You need to find another way to deliver that information to me. Your real arm. <laughs> They're real hearts. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love the inappropriateness of this yeah, right. vampire professor that they have on top of everything. The, the look of all these guys is really cool. Uh-huh. I mean, not, we've talked about the animation and the design being good, but just like they are just coated in metal. They differentiate by the color of metal and everything. And I love the look of where their hair has been turned into metal. Yeah. It's just like it's still detailed looking, but it doesn't float and, around or anything. And they're not all the same mold either. You no, know? no. They're all different sizes. It's drawn really well. Well, man. it's kind of like Thundercats or any of these other shows yeah. where I like it when they've differentiated them uh-huh. enough, but they all fit into the same category yeah. of they're all a bird of some kind or whatever. <laughs> But Steelheart and Steel Will, they both have metal hair as well. And so she's got like a you know, like a sporty shortcut, a a bob. It looks really good. Or not even a bob, like a pixie cut, yeah. maybe. Looks good. Steel Will, he has metal hair. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. He also has a metal chin strap beard. Yeah. Like he's in a cybernetic new metal revival band uh-huh. in the year 2800 or whatever. It could be. <laughs> he looks like he could be fronting like Limp Biscuit version three or something <laughs> with that. Because he's a big guy too. Yeah. It's almost like he's wearing a football helmet when he's all – because they, they do this thing where they wipe their hands over their faces – like face off style. Yeah. And then their metal, their face is covered with metal. And then they really look threatening because you can't even see what's going on in their minds. Uh-huh. They have no windows to their souls, souls. through which to see <laughs> if they have souls. Yeah, it's <laughs> so finally, they appear only once. The- it's this conceit we were talking about earlier where it's like, hey, we got to – before we can send them to space, which I, I'm assuming they've already proven that they can live in space. I mean, <laughs> they've done all these experiments and everything. We have to prove that they can beat a remote-controlled Inter- jet.
0: Entertain us.
1: Exactly. Well, that's ultimately what it is. It's yeah. this, like, hey – we want to stretch out the storyline so why don't we have them fight this thing to prove how good they are and they'll show off their powers what they're capable of doing. Oh yeah, and add a Roman uh Oh my god. A Roman alien Well, This is was, yeah, this alien is like he he's like a frog man with a really tall head <laughs> and he seems like he's got, a, he's got a beak. He's got an orco voice. kind of got a baby voice. He's dressed like a like a Roman emperor of some yeah. kind of another planet and he's got a little RC <laughs> car controller for, for the drone. The, yeah. For the drone. It's a giant jet. And they, yeah, they fight it and essentially put on an air show <laughs> like the Blue Angels are in town. But it's, the, it's the Silverhawks. Everyone's just looking up. <laughs> yeah, they're all just watching this shit happen the Silverhawks jump out of the Mirage. They do, they hold hands and do the whole like, you know, like, uh oh, it's like, synchronized swimming but in the sky basically (laughs) they do that and then they dispatch like they act like oh my god the drones after us they have to i mean did they not know that that was going to happen that would be a really (laughs) shitty thing to do is to deploy them and then just sick drones on them without telling them well at the end they acted like they did though i mean first off they snatched humans and made (laughs) the robots against their (laughs) will like dipped them in hot metal so (laughs) so (laughs) this is not above their their character no i i agree i agree but yeah, the whole time I'm just thinking, please just get back to Monstar. Like, yeah. don't fight a, just a robot jet. Show like, me that space squid. Exactly, me that space. I want to know what's going on. And so I mean, I guess that means they hooked me because I want to yeah. come back and watch mm-hmm. all of these now and see where this shit goes. But it, it's even more so than the first Thundercats episode where we were kind of like, "Well, where's Mumra? Why isn't this?" Right. Like, we did get to meet our Mumra, but our, they learned? Our Thundercats, our space cats, mm-hmm. are. <laughs> That's eventually they would have ended up with just like, I just call it space cats or something like if they kept going with it. But like, yeah, it's just a letdown because they don't do anything particularly heroic or cool. And the action scenes are not terrible, but they basically just look like jets, pictures of jets that have lines going past them to show that they're that's the only place where the animation fell flat for me. And Colonel Bluegrass is dipping. He's just, just <laughs> yes. spitting,
0: and spit and chew. In that's the plane. totally who
1: he would be, man. Right? He, he has that. He also has a smug look. That's why him and Copper Kid get along, I think. Cause he's also got the smug, like, yeah, I'm that good. <laughs> kind of look on his face when he's playing. I love the picture of, or the image of him and the opening, just like they show the mirage and then they fade to him sitting in the front in the pilot seat with a guitar, just like plucking away kind of mindlessly, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> just noodling around. <laughs> it's like, you're supposed to be flying the plane, buddy. And if it seems anticlimactic that we would be ending there, that's how I felt watching the cartoon. Yes. Uh, I really thought, like, I thought I was about halfway through the cartoon, yeah. judging by <laughs> the notes that I had made. And I was like, what? Oh, what happened? And then, no, that's it's just done. I truly, I love the idea behind this. Yeah, me this. too. I love the the Light, cop show element. Lightning dogs. Lightning dogs. Golden worms. <laughs> golden worms. <laughs> I can just imagine it now. Yeah. And all the different kinds of worms you could put on Do they have arms? No. No? No, 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 no. They're worms. You can't be a worm and have arms. Come on. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. Now, that's crazy. Oh, man. I definitely want to come back and watch more. I want to see how this, at least this first two-parter comes out. Right. But if this is anything like Thundercats, I think we're going to be dipping into the Silverhawks for all 65 episodes Uh that it ran. And I can't wait to meet all of these wonderful, wonderful, wacky... People. I want to know who was on the show. Cast. 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 Voice cast for Silverhawks. Mm-hmm. Uh, 99% the same people who worked on Thundercats. <laughs> that, but that 1%, though. There is a bit. But that 1%. That, 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 though. though. Actually, you know, of the main characters that we dealt with, I guess if we're dealing with like, one, two, three, four, five, like six, two of them. So. One third of them are not from Thundercats, maybe. Okay. Something like that. Let's see. Okay, so since so many of these characters are played by people who we, whose voices we know very well from Thundercats, yeah. and we've already talked about those actors on the Thundercats episodes, I thought, Travis, I might play a little game with you. Okay, Will. Uh, there are four characters, actually five characters, one actor voiced two of them. I'm going to name the character from Silverhawks. You tell me which Thundercats character you think You know, the same actor voiced both characters. Okay. Okay, so Steel Will, the big brother boy, (laughs) and Stargazer, Commander Stargazer, was played by which Thundercats character? Let's go with Lionel. Is that your final answer? Yes. No, sir. This one is very surprising. Snarf. The man who played Snarf, Bob McFadden, played Steel Will and Stargazer. He was probably the oldest member of that cast, except for maybe the guy who played Mumra. Okay, Quicksilver. Leader of the Silverhawks was played by which Thundercat? Barely heard his voice in the episode. Lino. (laughs) No, sir. One of these has to be right. I'm afraid not. Quicksilver was played by Peter Newman, who played Tigra. So Tigra gets to step up and be the leader this time around. Okay. All right. right. All right. All right. We've got Lieutenant Bluegrass. Which Thundercat played this gentleman? It's not Panthro. We know that. We know that. Yeah. You're, you're stalling. <laughs>
0: Let's
1: go with um o So your final answer? Yes. Travis, yeah. you are correct. Yes. I knew this was going to happen. Larry Kenny, the man. Yeah. If you keep guessing the same character, <laughs> eventually you'll get there. Lionel uh was played by Larry Kenny, who also played Lieutenant Bluegrass oh. and did an admirable job being a likable Southern gentleman. Ding. All right. Last but not least, Monstar was played by which Thundercat or Thundercat's character? Thundercat's character, Mm -hmm. Mumra. Correct. Earl Hammond (laughs) played Mumra and Monstar. That one's easy. I should have started with that one. You should have. You did great. Thank you. Okay. Now we've got the other two. Okay. These are the outliers. Okay. Copper Kid. In the credits, it says, vocal effects by Pete Canarazzi. Oh, oh, when I looked him up on IMDb, yeah. the, his only other credits, <laughs> I am, I am, I am DB. <laughs> he only had recording staff, Colin effects as his credit for this show, Thundercats and one other show, and also the Babysitters Club. So, this is just, they're giving, like, I guess what he did is like he came up with the effects for the Copper Kid and then probably performed if it said anything. Yeah. If there actually was a human voice, maybe it was him, but he still gets credit as vocal effects for Copper Kid. Okay, finally, this is a big one. So, put on your britches. All right. <laughs> and let
0: me take them off real fast and I'll put them back on.
1: And sew up your stitches. Okay. Steel Heart. Was played by Maggie Wheeler, best known for her playing Janice on the show Friends. The on on and off of yeah, Yeah, who was also on Seinfeld. She's been on tons of shows. She has like been a staple of. Sitcoms since the late 80s, probably. The original Siren Mouth. She didn't do very much voice work, but she has done. She was on the uh, new Batman Adventures, which is a continuation of the original animated series, yeah. for like one episode. She was on the Justice League cartoon for a, maybe an episode or two. She was on Kim Possible on Disney. That show was great. And she was also recently, relatively recently, on Archer for like 11 episodes on FX. Just so, 11. And she plays all of the women on the entire series. Much like they left the woman who played Shitara completely out of this wow. <laughs> they screwed her over because she played all the women on the other series or most of them at least yeah. on this one she just straight up plays every villain uh, neutral civilian hero whatever if they're a lady Maggie Wheeler plays them wow better check your watch it's missing because <laughs> <laughs> it's time
0: for Travis's Tooncast Toy come <laughs> alrighty Let's hop into this, Will. Alrighty, Will Silver, that's me. Yep, Will right, Silver. First toy on this chassis is going to be a 1987 Hardware. Okay, from the Silver Walks. Edit- silver Walks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna go outside and take a Silver Walk. Yeah, real right. quick. <laughs> one of these Silver Hawks villains. Uh, this one is a vintage. Lucy Goosey. Oh, I love Martos. the Gooseys.
1: The lucier the better.
0: Yes, sir. Kenner. It's Kenner. It's fun, buddy. I knew it. I knew that coming mm-hmm, into this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you got on this guess?
1: So it's Lucy. Lucy. What's the condition?
0: Uh, condition is uh, fair to Midland. <laughs> yeah, I did that. Oh, God. Uh, $30. You know what? What? It's a little high. Okay. This is gonna be
1: 1095. Oh good You might have to get us a hardware for Christmas. I buddy. think we're gonna be getting some Silverhawks as soon as we can. I think so. Yeah. Lost Toys, here we come. Pretty good bargain on a lot of these. I'm digging it.
0: Next up on the eBay Way is going to be a 1988 Silverhawks boxed Skyrunner. Oh, uh, yes. Yep. Space a, squid. This is the M I S B. That's a mint and sealed, sealed box. box. Yes, sir. Mint and sealed box. <laughs> Yee. <laughs> Um. Yeah, it's really good
1: condition, man. What's a guess? You got does it for have? This? Does it have like the armor on it? Yes, it does. Okay, great. Yeah, <laughs> that's that makes it way better. Because uh-huh. otherwise, it could just be a giant squid like from the museum gift shop. <laughs> <laughs> you know, which might it might still be, but at least it has like you just the metal it parts.
0: It's one of those corny plastic dinosaurs. <laughs> it just, it's just I actually
1: imagine like the jiggly kind of toy oh, okay, that they would okay, have that's made yeah. out of gelatin or something. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so missile. No, no form to it at all. No, just, no, no, no. It's just a red blob, basically. Yeah. Let's say $120.
0: You know what? A thing we usually do here, buddy. If something's high, I'll throw you some more Days Pass tokens. $350. You know what? No. $550? Damn. Long. We will not see one of these in the Days Pass studio anytime not soon. Not unless nope. I steal something. <laughs> steal something. And I just stole your watch, so that's gonna you know that might set you back a little bit too. Smooth hand, Travis. All right, man. Next up, a 1986 bluegrass action figure. Oh baby, does he come oh, with a guitar? Yeah. He has yes, guitar? of course it comes with a guitar. Why are you mad at me?
1: I'm just. upset. Can we just start somewhere? Oh, I'm just <laughs> upset.
0: <laughs> it, and it also comes with a uh, a package of of Copenhagen snuff as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding.
1: Lightly used. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> yeah, just a little sugar packet of snuff, just to get you your first taste.
1: He has real chewing action. Mm-hmm. So packaged. Uh huh. Package is all get out, buddy. And minty? Minty. Okay, dude. This, fresh. Yeah, like like the menthol cigarettes you might smoke uh-huh, uh-huh, out uh-huh. on the range. Yep. Two fifty.
0: Wow, Will. That's almost right on the nose. $280. Damn, that's as good as I'm doing today, right? I think so. Last but not least, Goodwill. Mm -hmm. This is a Lucy Goosey.
1: Lucy Goosey. Lucy Goosey. Lucy Goosey. Monstar action figure. I had one of these, and I might still at my parents' house. If I do, I'm ripping it. Okay, so which Monstar is it? Armored up or uh, lion looking?
0: This is armored up. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's the one that I had. And this comes with sky shadow. I guess it's like his little
1: bird. Yeah, well, okay. So one thing that we didn't see in this cartoon is that all of them, but especially Quicksilver, have their own like cybernetic hawks or birds that they have a, I don't know, a telepathic communication with or something that they use to do, like you go look at things for them and stuff like that. Oh, they, oh, they bring in that. Well, okay. they do. That's why at the beginning of the theme song, goes, Tally Hawk! He's calling Tally Hawk his bird, which we just have not met in this episode. But yeah, I, I think they gave the villains once, but like most of these car- these birds were not featured on the show. It's just that they wanted accessories for the line. And what other accessory could a... Space armored porcupine juggernaut man need mm-hmm. besides a squid and a, a red angry bird of some kind. Right? Yeah. What'd you guess for this? Okay. Um. Used. Package used. Used is all get out. Oh, I, I want them used. Just, I want them to have a little history behind he's, them. He's loose. He's used up. Yeah. He's damaged. Mm-hmm. Damaged goods. Damaged goods. But you know what? Still got a heart of gold in yeah. there. <laughs> Fifty dollars. Too high. You can give ten dollars. <laughs> You can get this for $34.99. Okay, see, I win because I said 10
0: Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> Even after you told me to. Um, last but not least, these are just the crappiest looking toys you've ever seen. These look like they've been in a grinder for years.
1: A <laughs> toy grinder. Yeah.
0: Like, like a rock polisher. Uh-huh, yep. This is going to be a... Uh, A Quicksilver with all of its paint removed, and a Copper Kid with missing
1: arms. Well, that's probably how you should keep him when he's not in action, (laughs) if you want to stay safe. (laughs) Right? Yeah, he he is. You said of the Burbles and the thundercats episode how you would wake up and they would just be watching yes. you that is definitely how i see copper kid he's just like trying to understand what humanity mm-hmm. is yep and he shouldn't try to learn yeah because it's going to end badly <laughs> uh I, yeah so a Quicksilver that's been stripped of all his paint all would just paint. look like a naked man correct man mm-hmm. <laughs> a man
0: if you if you hold in the right sort of light you can probably just see a shimmer of of silver on him. just the slightest
1: just the slightest silver yeah yeah okay um Slight so this is a two pack it's a two pack a twofer yep uh, Too far Tuesday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. $30. $22. Damn you me. lose. You lose. And you know what? I've never done Silverhawks before. So, <laughs> so I-, I feel fine about this. <laughs> Thanks to everyone for tuning in this week for Days Past Tooncast. Mm-hmm. Uh, in between now and the next time, we come at you with some hot licks. Some hot flavor. And some hot flavors of, of yesterday's animations. <laughs> uh, as always, you can follow us on Twitter yep. at DPTooncast. Uh-huh. You can email us dptooncast at gmail.com and you can follow us on Facebook facebook.com forward slash dptooncast. Yes. And be
0: sure to check out our rap music video on YouTube. Mm. It's a parody mashup that Will and I did on the 1992 X-Men animated series theme and Sir Mix-A-Lot's Baby Got Back. Woo. All you gotta do is search for Days Past Tooncast video. is called X-Men Attack.
1: Check it out. Make us viral, please. Pretty, Pretty please. please. Thanks again for joining us on this edition of Days Past Tooncast. Join us next time where we talk about yet another tune. Until then, this is Will Silver <laughs> signing off with a hearty to My Dooter! Hey Will? Too late, I've already left! Tooter My Dooter. You, Silver Hawkins? I'm Silver Hawkins. (laughs) Will Silver Hawkins. (laughs) Will Silver here. (laughs) Hit him with that.
0: You better hit him with that, son.
1: Get off my screen, you dill pickle. Do you trust me in my metal talk? Change your clocks. (laughs) (laughs) We're springing forward. (laughs) Springing forward every spring. Change Change your your clocks. clocks. Just split the
0: diff and then Pete repeat. Yeah, just split Pete and diff <laughs> the reed. I wonder what other names were floated out there be- before Silverhawks. Yeah,
1: Metal guys. Yeah,
0: I bet you it was just like the songs we were singing yeah. earlier.
1: They already have the song. They just have to like put <laughs> find the right syllables. And- Golden birds. Yeah, <laughs> make sure you'll bring your left hands. Left hands activate. Not bad for an inhuman, ma'am. <laughs> Some kind of elf creature. You want to cuddle tonight? Yeah. You know, I used to be disgusted by you. You won't say nothing, will you? <laughs> Do you put on your eye makeup on the daily? <laughs> or is that just natural? Silverhawks. What a good year. <laughs> they were all good years. So great it's not around anymore. <laughs> yeah, so good we had to get rid of it. I <laughs> caramba. They just did that to us.